What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. for listening to the show. This podcast is sponsored by Made to Move Physical Therapy, and we believe that movement is medicine. If you have been dealing with pain that's preventing you from doing what you love, and if you're looking for a healthcare provider to help you meet your goals, then go to madetomovept.com slash contact us. That two is the number two. Fill out the form and reference the Healthy Charleston podcast. Listeners get 10% off their first session. Welcome back, everyone, to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. This is your host, Hannah Briel, and on today's show, we have Dr. Cece Carter, owner of FreshMed. Dr. Cece was unsatisfied with traditional and conventional health care, and she wanted to better help people live their healthiest lives, so she created FreshMed. FreshMed is a virtual functional medicine practice in South Carolina, and functional medicine places an emphasis on using a whole-body systems approach to find the root cause instead of just masking symptoms. FreshMed focuses on lifestyle changes involving your nutrition, sleep, stress, and exercise with appropriate supplements to optimize your health. So Dr. Cece tells us her story and what drew her to functional medicine. We talked about her aha moment and what the process is like to work with her. If you're looking to figure out the root cause of your symptoms and improve your health long-term, schedule a consult with Dr. Cece. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. On today's episode, we have a special guest, Dr. Cece Carter with FreshMed Functional Medicine. Welcome, Cece. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to learn more about you and then this new functional medicine practice that you just started. Yeah. So first, can you tell me a little bit about your background, what you've been doing in your life for the past few years? Yeah. So I'm a board-certified family medicine physician. I've been working as a general practitioner for the last four years out of residency. I did residency down here in Charleston. Um, I'm from New York originally, so I did med school up there and all my undergraduate work up there. Family is still up in New York, um, but I'm happy... uh, Eastern for me, well, and Central, um, so upstate mm. New York, not the city. Yeah, very far away from that. But <laughs> um, happy to be away from the snow for the most part. Although right now it's fall and it's beautiful up there, so I do miss that. It's like the one downside. Like we don't really have. We have like a week. And it's yeah. Like, Ooh, it's sixty degrees, and like everyone gets their sweaters out, and then it's either back to hot or right. it's just like gloomy. Right. So. And the colors. 
That's the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. The foliage. I can't even imagine what that looks like. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, the foliage. The fo- I don't even know if I can say foliage. it. Foliage. Foliage. I say foli- foliage, foliage sometimes, but it's foliage. Foliage. You see it? I can't even say it. Yeah. I don't really ever see it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the part I miss the most. Um, you know, sweater weather. Sweater weather. Mm-hmm. The boots, the yeah. flares, yeah. the scarf. We don't have sweater weather. No, I'm like Not until January. It. Yeah. That's it. No, I, I like don't even have that many winter clothes. I have too many because I do I love, love sweaters. When did you move down here? Was it, it was just for residency? Yeah, tw- okay. 2014. Okay, yeah. So not that long ago. No. Yeah. So before you created FreshMed and before we talk about what that is, can you tell me what you were doing before and kind of the story of what led you to create your own thing? Sure. Um, so I was doing um, family practice at a direct primary care office. And it was kind of during the pandemic, um, my husband started seeing a functional medicine provider. And he came home one day and he was able to explain the physiology of this pathway really well. And it took me by surprise because I said to him, who told you this? Like, did you look in a textbook? Like, he explained it perfectly. And I probably haven't seen this pathway since med school. What was it? Um, It was like testosterone health. Oh, like don't say the Krebs cycle. (laughs) Uh, No, but I know all about the Krebs cycle now. Yeah. Um, and it just really took me by surprise how just very easily he could like kind of recite back that pathway. And I was like, who did you see? And he mentioned a functional medicine provider. And I was like, what is that? I had heard it a couple of times here and there, but it was never anything that stuck with me all that much. So, you know, during the pandemic, we had a lot less patient volume. So I started looking around for um, some coursework to do um, for CME since I still had some opportunity for that for the year. And then I found the Institute for Functional Medicine, and they had a course called AFMCP, which is Applying Functional Medicine um, in Practice. AFMCP, something like along every those lines. Letter, every consonant. Yeah, it's all together. the letters. Okay. <laughs> um, and it was a five-day video course, since obviously we're in the pandemic, and you could do the the day's work whenever. So mm-hmm. I just scheduled days um, with my job, and. Going through that initial course was really cool and just had all these principles that I felt like I embodied as a person and as a a practitioner in medicine in general, but put it in a way that was just making so much more sense to me than anything ever had. Um, You know, they talked about just all these lifestyle factors, how certain things will make a huge impact down the road in terms of your symptoms or your health or your experience in terms of your healthcare and all that. So it just made a whole lot of sense to me taking that course. And after that, I was like, I want to know more. I want to keep going. I don't want this to be the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the The joke I have with other people that I've met through this kind of coursework is that, you know, all the um, professors and the teachers that we had, they would say, okay, now you can get ready and go ahead and do this Monday in your practice. Which, oh, yeah, just go ahead and implement. Just go, yeah, implement gotta, all, all you the stuff everything. you learned. Uh, change your Is whole practice. They, <laughs> they kept like, saying that. I'm like, no, 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 no. It oh, doesn't man. happen that easy. No, if it happened that easy, then everyone would be doing it. Right, right. right. Um, but it was, you know, a good dream to have out there. But I still wanted to learn more. So um, I stuck with the Institute for Functional Medicine. I'm still doing coursework for it now. Um, but it just really kind of clicked with me. Um, Did you so, finally feel understood? Yeah. Like you were like le- reading and learning. You know when you like read a personality test and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like that's me. Yeah. You were like, oh, like this is actually like everything I believe, everything I preach. And right. it was like finally 
had a title, yeah. right? Well, every scenario that they would talk about and you know present the knowledge base behind, I was thinking of specific patients that I had oh, wow. seen that I had gone through all the conventional medicine, you know, things that we had to do for them, and then I'm like, and we wouldn't get anywhere. And then thinking about all the things I was learning in these courses, I'm like, oh my god, I can do that for this person mm-hmm. and this person and this person, and actually have success in ameliorating their symptoms and making them feel better and having better health outcomes. So it just really kind of clicked with me, and I was like, this is this is what I have to do. I think, like, I can't just not do this anymore. Yeah. Once you learned it, you're like, there's right. no going back. Right. What were some of the things that? you took from that like you were doing conventional medicine you tried all those things and then you learned oh like I'm gonna start doing this with this person what were those new things um well I kind of call this one patient my like aha moment but Mm. I um had seen a patient of mine for at this point had been you know three going on four years of our physician patient relationship and I had just taken the cardiometabolic coursework, and they were all three-day courses, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and he had come into me, and he had some really weird things going on. Um, he was super motivated always to, like, take care of himself. He would, you know, follow my recommendations a lot of the times, and, you know, he was pretty compliant on his meds, but we just weren't getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then he had this weird thing come up where he had a couple of ER visits for it, um, we had done a lot of work work up to evaluate him for it. It was pretty distressing, and, and visibly I could see what was going on with him, but we couldn't account for it. Hmm. Like, we had done imaging. We couldn't find anything on imaging. He had gone to the eye doctor, the, the dentist, to try to figure out, is it a dental issue? Is it an eye problem? Like, what was it? He had some neck swelling. Yeah. And it was, I could see it. Like, the whole right side of his neck was very swollen. Oh, wow. And it was... It was just the right side? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it was, it's, it was concerning looking if you just looked at him, you're like, yeah, there's something going on. Mm -hmm. And we had done all the imaging studies, you know, we looked at all his blood vessels and um, looked for any weird soft tissue masses and there was nothing. No, no. Um, And after I took that course, I started to apply certain things like the lifestyle factors that they were always preaching about. And so I was like, all right, let's start doing some meditation. Mm -hmm. Let's start setting up boundaries between, you know, things going on at home that you're like, okay, that doesn't need to involve me. So don't involve Mm -hmm. me in it. Um, Things going on at work that I'm like, like just set up boundaries and say, this is my time. Like go and meditate. We changed his workout habits. Um, He enjoyed going to the gym and, you know, I didn't say you have to stop that, but what he was doing at the gym, we changed it up. Um, so that he had more low key workouts mm. instead of like going and, um, creating like a lot more stress and mm. more taxing on his body. Um, and then there were four supplements I added to his regimen and he wasn't really on that many medications. He did some like high blood pressure and, you know, of course we're watching all his other labs, um, and I'd gotten a free lab kit from this course that I used on him as well. And it was pretty revealing. It's things that we don't normally check as conventional med docs. Um, but these four supplements and those lifestyle changes that we set up for him, he stopped having that issue with his neck. It went away. Dang. Um, his blood pressure was a lot better. Um, we were also checking things like testosterone, and that improved. Like We rechecked hmm. it a couple months later. He lost like 20 pounds in two to three weeks yeah. and that wasn't our initial intent trying. like we're trying to figure out this neck issue mm-hmm. and reduce his pain and just get him more comfortable really 
Um, but he had so many more improvements than like what we were really hoping for. Mm -hmm. And it was just a matter. And of course I gave him a meal plan as well. Um, that again, he's done really well to follow recommendations before, but this was like an explicit written out, like here's your shopping list. Here's the meals you can have for the next like two to three weeks. And he still followed that to a T as much as he could and was really working on lifestyle change. And he had the best results that I had ever seen working with him. Yeah. And so that really just, yeah. And and again, like we had a really good relationship. He, you know, came to his appointments. Yeah. Like it was just kind of incredible to me to see that doing these few things that he worked on made such a huge difference out of the three years that we'd, you know, tried various different medications, Mm -hmm. did, you know, we did try testosterone replacement therapy at times and, it just was not working out the way we wanted it to. And then we had a functional medicine approach and voila, he's gotten, he's not totally cured of everything, yeah. mind you, but he is much better off than what he was. Yeah. So and I, I talked to him recently too, and he's, you know, still staying, staying true to it. Yeah. Keep working at it. He's like, going. I'm still, you know, doing really well, like keeping up with the meal plan, the stress reduction with the meditation and, um, it's just made such a huge difference in, in his life. So that really sold me on it mm-hmm. that I could definitely help patients out in a different way and probably have a lot better success using functional medicine than um, sticking with the conventional means that we have, which is not a bad thing, but it's just something else that I felt like I needed to change mm-hmm. in order to, to help people in this way. Yeah. Why didn't conventional medicine work? There's a variety of reasons. Um, you know, it's so hard to, it's hard to answer that really. You know, we come up with these algorithms, we have all this research done, um, and we try to put people on medications that we have done all these studies on that thousands of people have participated Mm -hmm. in, and we should get this sort of result. Um, even in the most compliant patients on all these medications, they're still not really helping to resolve what the cause of these symptoms are. And that's really what functional medicine aims to do is like we try to find the root cause Mm. of why people have fatigue, why people have high blood pressure, why people have um, diabetes. So we really try to go further back in someone's physiology to to look at the why and try to correct that Mm -hmm. imbalance as opposed to, you know, these medications are really helpful at times, but they still are just kind of masking what the real problems are. Um, and you certainly have to have a willing participant to be wanting to make these changes and willing to put the work in. It's not just going to be, you know, here's a pill and and don't worry about anything else. It'll just magically happen. And we have to kind of retrain our population to say, like, you do have to put this type of work in. We do have to change this part about our lifestyle. And I think more people are realizing that and understanding that, but there's not a lot of help out there as to how do we get to that point yeah there's a lot I feel like we're in a bubble because like to us it seems like yeah everyone's doing that everyone's making lifestyle changes like functional medicine right but then we're probably like what one percent of the population and you look at the rest of the population and they're still practicing in this traditional conventional whatever you want to call it and still not getting the results right so like how can we pop the bubble how can we spread this? Right. And I think a lot of it is like the education. Like I know my school was behind, like my boards were behind. Mm-hmm. What we practice is behind based on the research. Yep. 
And then, like, not to throw the government under the bus, but, like, the physical education that you get in public schools. And then mm-hmm. also, like, whether you want the government to educate you or not, we're not getting at least the right education. Or, like, right. how to take care of yourself, what to eat, how often to move, like, all yeah. of those things. Or PE is, like, sit under a, what was the thing? Like, the parachute? Oh, yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. But, like, what did that teach you, like, about how <laughs> teamwork, to Teamwork. Your... To all, like, you know, throw the ball up in the little parachute That's thing. That's true. <laughs> Learned a lot about teamwork. Great. Not not sure about not how about to take movement. care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, I mean, it's not just... Um, it's It does come down to availability of resources mm-hmm. to know that this exists. You know, in conventional medicine, we have limited time. Um, we're all maybe allotted 15, 20 minutes for an acute visit for a physical and that's not enough time to get to know the person and find out like what it is that they're really struggling with and how do we fix that in terms of a lifestyle change we don't get that that time to educate the patients and how do I get more sleep how do I manage my stress how do I get out and move like I don't have a gym membership like I can't it's not safe if I go outside Mm. you know there's so many different factors that play a role into this that we have to really consider Um, but it's just it's such a, a awesome source to have, and I'm so glad that I know about it now. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd known about it earlier, um, just so I could impact people in a different way. I certainly don't regret the path that I've taken, but I may maybe have done different electives, or I maybe have gone to a different residency program um, to start this journey sooner. But it's such a helpful tool, and it's such a great branch of medicine. It's not new. It's been around for decades. Yeah. And a lot of these, like even like learning more about supplements, um, they've been around for centuries even. Just these supplements and natural products um, that we don't get the training in conventional medicine and allopathic schools. Like we just don't get it. Um, it's there in, a, in more so the DO schools and probably the naturopathic schools certainly, mm-hmm. but not allopathic training. Yeah. I'm like, why... Why is that conventional medicine? Like, why isn't what you're doing conventional medicine? Yeah. And I think you kind of said already the availability and the time of, like, the typical insurance middleman, you have 15 minutes. Yeah. So you're going to try to find the root cause in 15 minutes. You're going to try to form a relationship with this person. And then you're going to explain to them why they need to do these things and what the medicines are, what, why they need to take it. And this is already 45 minutes right. at least. Right. Yeah. And, and just barely not enough person. time. You meet someone in 15 minutes, you're like, okay, you need to meditate. Bye. Right. That doesn't help. I'm still yeah. learning how to meditate. Like, oh, can you teach me how to meditate? No, because I'm still <laughs> learning. <laughs> like, that's your job. You can teach me how to meditate, Cece. <laughs> Fortunately, that's we great. have resources. We have lots of apps for that, we right? Have great resources for it. Yes. Um, so that, I, you know, I don't have to do everything but um, the root of what I do is just really trying to um, certainly get to know the person have some of these things come to light because a lot of times it's it's the journey it's the story that Mm. people will connect with and realize like oh that's how I got to this point Mm -hmm. Um, because functional medicine takes the whole path in mind you know it's not just like how have you been in the last three months Mm -hmm. it's were you a vaginal delivery or a C-section? Yeah. You know, we go back that far and then it's like, well, what was your mom doing when she was pregnant with you? So it it takes so much into consideration about how those life experiences impact your physiology. Mm. Um, And we have, like, I didn't think I was going to have to see the Krebs cycle ever again, but I know, like, 
TCA and uh, the electric transport chain Mm. and all these different pathways that I learned in med school that I was like, I just need to know this for the test and I can be on my way for the rest Mm -hmm. of my life. Those are all coming back into play. And I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. This is why these are important. So are you sitting at your desk with a patient calculating ATP from the Krebs cycle? No. (laughs) That's all we do do in exercise science. I do use that as as a way to get people on board for if it's um, a supplement I'm prescribing them to say this is going to help your mitochondria or for a certain exercise like HIIT therapy increases your mitochondria, causes Mm -hmm. mitochondrial fusion versus fission. Fission is bad. We want fusion. So I do use those pathways to explain the why. And Mm -hmm. again, we don't have time to do that in allopathic medicine. Like we we just don't have time to say, this is why we're doing it. This is why it's important for you to get this much sleep. This is why it's important for you to cut that toxic person out because Mm -hmm. they're stressing you out. Mm -hmm. And that stress is not just in your mind, it's in your whole body. And this is why you don't have periods now or something along Mm -hmm. those lines. So it's helpful to know and go back to that physiology to say, this is where we've gotten from. And this is how we need to get back to it and correct it. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. It's been so interesting. Oh, it's, it sounds awesome. Like yeah. it already just sounds interesting. I remember sitting in exercise science and also PT school. And I was like, if they teach us about ATP again, I'm oh, I know. scream. Cause it's every class and it's like, let's go through it. Let's go through the cycle. Oh, the and Corey I'm like, cycle. I'm never I mean, going to use it. this. Exactly. But now it's even like actually yes. using it. Yes. Yeah. It's like all the foundational stuff. Like I never use algebra. So with your back to your aha moment patient, was he was he dealing with something that like you you don't even have a name for? You know, like yeah. Oh no, I couldn't. The I neck couldn't, swelling, like it's not. The it was just diagnosis. No, I mean the ICD ten code that I used, I think, was mm-hmm. just neck swelling. Yeah, which isn't very specific, and we didn't have a good reason for it. We yeah. correlated it to stressful episodes for him, mm-hmm. and so that's taking these courses. I was like. Okay, that makes perfect sense to me now. Yeah, like and that's why it's occurring him. when it's occurring. Hmm. Yeah, I did know him. Yeah, think about like he doesn't know you, he doesn't have a relationship with you, and he goes to the doctor. He gets sent to all these different specialties. No one has time to hear a story. He's probably put on I don't know how many medications, and he still doesn't get better. Yeah, but you had the time to talk to him and learn about his stress and about all these changes. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I knew his family dynamics, his work dynamics. And of course, obviously I knew him over the course of three years, but those are the things that functional medicine also taught me to ask about. Oh yeah. Like it wasn't just like, I just was such a great doctor and said, well, let me ask you about this. I think you're a great doctor. Uh, it was because I learned that through this coursework, mm-hmm. that is what we should be asking these people mm-hmm. to really figure out what's going on with them yeah. to then better help them. How long would you say you should like you should be seeing a functional medicine doctor for? Because what I'm thinking is you don't need to, you don't just have to have a problem to see a functional med doc, right? No, not, not in all circumstances. And, um, one of the things I am, um, hoping to do at Fresh Med is to see people preventatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and really it's to optimize their health. Um, there's certain labs that I do at Fresh Med that, are helpful in knowing kind of what your metabolism is doing, knowing Mm -hmm. what your mitochondria health is doing. Um, so that before we run into an injury, we've already kind of done the fine tuning. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, like taking your car in Mm -hmm. regularly, not before you have a problem, but just 
oh, I need to get the oil changed because it's been three months or whatever the case is. It's making sure that we're not falling into bad habits that then result in symptoms. Yeah. Because a lot of times it takes years for those things to develop over. And then we're left with this symptom or this issue. But if we had been a little bit more proactive, maybe it wouldn't have occurred or could have occurred later or to less severity. Well, then does it take years to sometimes reverse that? It does. Yeah. So if you can... These are not quick fixes. Exactly. So the real fix sounds like it's not a quick fix. Right. Yeah. Right. It takes, it takes work. So great segue into FreshMed. Can you tell us more about that? Um, So FreshMed is a virtual functional medicine practice. Um, I just started it in August, um, serving the South Carolina uh, population right now. I'm hoping to get licensed in other states Mm -hmm. to kind of expand the area of people I can help. Um, But what we focus on at FreshMed is, again, trying to find the root cause Um, we're following, um, so I took coursework with the Kalish Institute and Dr. Daniel Kalish, uh, leads that. And he's been a functional medicine practitioner for, I don't know, 25 years at least. Um, and we kind of follow what he's done and what he's discovered works best for most people in all circumstances, really. And we look at three body systems. We start first with our adrenal glands. Um, so we look at cortisol levels which are normally crazy for everybody and not yeah. normal. No, like, <laughs> um, people I've been are finding. really stressed. Always. That's crazy. Yeah. With the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Go figure. Right? I wonder what they, like, you have all this information from the past few months. Like, I wonder what it looked like three years ago. Right. Probably a, a whole lot different. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but everybody is stressed to some extent. So we start with a, a cortisol test and it's salivary. So you spit in a tube six times a day. Um, all the testing I do are lab kits that get sent home to the patient. They collect it. They send it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but we look at that first because a lot of times if we can correct the cortisol levels and fix those imbalances, then that resolves a lot of people's symptoms and reduces yeah. their severity. Um, so that's the main, the first focus that we look at. And then we move on to the GI tract. So the GI tract has 70 to 80% of our immune system is held there. Um, we're looking for things like um, dysbiosis or problems with your microbiome. Mm. Uh, we're trying to discover if somebody has leaky gut, if they have a pathogen that's just kind of like insidiously waiting there. And we don't really out. have, you don't have to have GI symptoms for there to be a pathogen oh. there. Uh, you could have depression and we find out you have a pathogen and you have an infection that's just Oh, we wow. didn't have any other means to check it. Yeah. So, you know, we look for infections. We look for digestion issues, absorption issues, um, more inflammation, because a lot of times gut inflammation is the source mm-hmm. um, of our cortisol levels being off kilter. Hmm. So we do a, a stool test for that, and that's over the course of three days. Um, like so, stool. Like you collect your over stool. Three days. Yep. Yeah. It's an interesting experience. Had to clarify that. Yeah, I bet yeah. it is. What do you? Where do you store it? What do you do? In the it? fridge. I'm like I normally put my dog's <laughs> poop bags in the trash can. Well, yeah. Once <laughs> you're done collecting the over. sample, someone well, just, opens your fridge. You and just like, have what? to time it out and maybe put it back behind. You know, some other things if you don't behind want eggs, don't want the guests to see it. Um, but you know, they're in these sealed containers, so for sure, there's no odor um, for that after you put them in the container. Um, but you do the stool test. <laughs> Again, you're at home. You're in your own comfort. That's true. So mm-hmm. there's a bonus there. 
Uh, and it, the information we get from it just is invaluable. I mean, yeah. it tells us so much. Um, so that's super helpful. And then the third body system we look at is your detox pathways. So we check the liver out. Because mm. if you're not uh, metabolizing things appropriately and either excreting them or recycling them for appropriate use, then really, I mean, nothing's going to be helped. Um, so for that, we do a urine test, and that's called the organic acids test. And it looks at a whole bunch of different things um, in our metabolism. So fat metabolism, carb metabolism, neurotransmitter health, mitochondrial health. Dang, um, some deep stuff. Yeah, and then, of course, our, our liver detox pathways. So that test is, I mean, I'm, I love it. It just got so much information there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we start to think about the Krebs cycle, electron transport chain, and, mm-hmm. and all those type of um, physiological processes. But we look at those three tests mainly. Um, and afterwards, we develop a supplement protocol to mm-hmm. go along with the lifestyle changes that we've talked about over the course of our visits. Um, and it does take time for these things to have impact. But even if somebody changes their diet and goes gluten-free... They could have symptoms improve after like three weeks. Mm. Yeah. So it, it doesn't have to take a year to notice anything's different. Um, but again, the person has to be willing to be making these changes with in whatever ways that they can do it. You know, we don't yeah. always make the hard and fast change everything out of your life right now. It's, yeah. you know, let's pick one or two things to mm-hmm. focus on. Really drive those home so that they feel natural and it's second nature that you do them. And then we add these supplements in once we know your lab results. And maybe at like three months, we really have significant change. Yeah. But it could take, you know, six months, a year, a couple of years of doing these things. Mm -hmm. But none of these things, like you mentioned earlier, doesn't happen overnight that you've gotten to this point. Yeah. You know, it's been years that you've been experiencing X, Y, or Z. So it's going to take some time to resolve that and to fix your physiology. We're not just going to, like, cover it up and be like, okay, well, you feel better, right? So that's all that matters. That's all that matters. But the second you stop taking that medication, it's all right back. Well, and then, like, what are the side effects of that medication? Exactly. And then are you just going to not... And then when you're 65, we have to usually, like, rethink about what we're giving you anyways. Really? Because your metabolism changes as we age, so we can't just keep dumping these meds on our liver. Yeah. It can only handle so much. Yeah. So... Well, and the changes that you're making are very sustainable because they're... Like you said, let's choose a couple things. We're going to focus on them. And then when you get really good at those things, we'll add something else. Right. But it, like, hopefully gone are the days that people expect to lose 30 pounds in a week. Right? Or, I, oh, I hope the so. the spring break diet and, like, all right. that BS. Right. So, it like, it has to be long term for it to be sustainable. Because right. you didn't get here in a week. You're not going to get out of it in a week. Right. And... The like you mentioned before, the example of you might even feel better in three weeks. Like I would say that's super fast, but some people wouldn't even be satisfied with that. You know, some people yeah. two weeks later are going to be like, I don't feel any different. And maybe that's this is not the process for them. If that's the case, or maybe this is exactly the process <laughs> right. for them. And, and they, they just need some like around. tough love and yeah. deal with it, um, which is fine. I, I can I can definitely handle those patients, but yeah, um, yeah, it, it takes patience. It takes you know trusting this process um, because what we're using are you know the worst part of it is these supplements and vitamins. Like that's it. We're not using synthetic medications mm-hmm. um, to correct these issues or at least to cover them up. Yeah. So, what are some of the? I know that there's probably like millions, but what are the some of the most commonly used supplements? 
Um, really getting everybody on a good multivitamin. Okay. Because a lot of people are vitamin D deficient. Mm. Um, their vitamin Bs are jacked up for various reasons. Um, but just getting a good multivitamin in is super helpful. Um, vitamin D by itself, um, vitamin C. I mean, certainly there's like these pandemic buzzwords for supplements, which is vitamin C, zinc, vitamin D. Hmm. Um, those are really good supplements to just kind of start on. Yeah. Um, I don't check any regular labs routinely. Um, only if somebody doesn't have a PCP or they really haven't had any labs done and, you know, we're not going to wait for them to establish with somebody in order to get lab work done, mm-hmm. the blood work anyways. Um, I might get some, but most of the time, I just assume everyone's vitamin D deficient anyways. Yeah. And we get so much more information from these other lab kits mm-hmm. um, that it doesn't really change what the management is going to be. Um, so that's something I always got from, from conventional medicine is, you know, if, it, if it's not going to change your management, why do it in the first place? Yeah. In terms of, like, any extra testing um, for various mm-hmm. reasons. But so I really... Unless we like somebody really wants to know what their thyroid levels mm-hmm. are, um, or if we're looking for iron deficiency specifically, sure, you know we can we can talk about it, but it's not something I routinely do. It's these lab kits that are going to tell us a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't usually start anybody on supplements until we do the labs. Yeah, you know I don't want to be shooting in the dark and just taking a Everyone guess. Everyone should just take these things, right? Yeah, and that's what makes it personalized so these are your lab results this is what we're making the protocol off of yeah your labs with the multivitamin is there one that you suggest um the favorite yeah so i use um a pharmacy called full scripts it's online so it's Mm -hmm. i'm all virtual and uh designs for health has a twice daily multi-pack and that's a really good one. Oh, the whole multi-pack. Yeah, it's multi-pack, mm-hmm. so there are multiple, multiple. pills. <laughs> I, my mom was big into Shackley. Do you remember Shackley? No. It was like, I don't know, a vitamin company. And like they were, they were great multivitamins, but they were like six of them. Yeah. Like once or twice a day. And it was like a little probiotic. And then there were like two yep. yellows. There was an iron. There was this nasty green one. <laughs> And she would hate if I said this, but I wasted so many of those. Yeah. I was like, well, I didn't take one. I'm not going to take any today. But um, now that I'm, you know, an adult. Right. I'm like, maybe I really should have taken them. Yeah. Right, right. You should take them now. What is the, there's definitely a lot of information out there that's like, you pee out multivitamins. Can you tell me more about that? Yep. So, and I used to subscribe to this theory as well, that um, your body will get rid of everything you don't need. Yeah. Which there are certain vitamins that are water soluble and yeah, to a certain extent you will excrete some of that. Um, but again, that's only if your physiology is working as it should. And you don't need it. Right. Exactly. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. But even if somebody has like a perfect diet, you know, there's so many, um, unfortunately environmental toxins that we are aware of or aren't even aware of depending Mm -hmm. on like how knowledgeable you are in this department, which I, I mean, there's so many, it's, it's so vast. I can't even wrap my head around it, but, um, even our magnesium in the soil is getting depleted. So if we're eating like organic, like even the soil, we can't really rely on these days, um, to pack all the nutrients in if we're just like, yeah. We can't even eat dirt the way we used to. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like everybody could use some more magnesium. Um, but if somebody's, you know, got a diet high in in vegetables, Mm. You know, organically too. I mean, it's still not necessarily a guarantee that you're not deficient 
in something. Yeah. You can't just assume it. Do the lab kits show you all of those things? Like Depending on which ones you get. Yeah. So, again, the organic acids test is, is really helpful in mm-hmm. a lot of different, um, well, a lot of B vitamins, really. And it can show, like, magnesium uh, deficient points. Um, it's not necessarily that we're checking a magnesium level. Yeah. Or we're checking a vitamin B level. Okay. We're looking at your physiological pathways that utilize these things as cofactors mm-hmm. or coenzymes, all these things that, that I, mm-hmm. you know, had nightmares about in med school and undergrad. But um, so, you know, that tells us we're deficient. You know, mm-hmm. if we're, if our pathways are jacked up, then we need to figure out which part of it is mm-hmm. and what we need to do to help supplement that so we can move on to the next part of the pathway. Yeah. So this is where like the root cause comes in. Right. Versus being like, okay, you have these symptoms. This is a way for you to not have these symptoms. Right. It's more of like, why do you have these symptoms? Yeah. Are there any like glaring commonalities as to why people have like, very common symptoms? Like it sounds like with your aha moment guy, like the stress is yeah. a big one. Yeah. So that's that's a huge one, really, yeah. um, is just getting inflammation down um, and just finding out why somebody has inflammation, which is a multitude of reasons. Mm-hmm. But that's the biggest one, and that's why we start with that test first. Yeah. Is because everyone is stressed, whether it's emotional or dietary or, you know, they have some sort of inflammation for other reasons. It's stress. And how do we fix that? You come see me. Yeah, there you go. That was good. We could just, we're done here, I think. Yeah. How do you fix all of Charleston <laughs> and South Carolina, right? Yeah. You're, you're trying to get North Carolina. Yeah. But they just take forever to do anything. They do. Right? They do. What does it look like? So you walk me through the lab kit process and all the testing, but like, let's say I'm a new patient. What does it look like yeah. to work with you? So um, everything's on my website since it's virtual. Um, there's a new patient registration link on freshmedsc.com. So you click on that, you enter some basic information, you make a username and password for the patient portal, and then you get a confirmation email that says, hey, welcome to Serbo is is what I use for my medical records. Um, And you fill out some questionnaires, it includes your medical history, social history, family history. And then once you finish all the paperwork aspect of it, you request your appointment online. Nice. And that's, it's that easy. And then what does it look like? So they have their first session with you. It's an hour mm-hmm. long for me. So I really try to encourage people to have all their questionnaires done before yeah. the appointment so that I can look at that and get a basic understanding of what your medical history has looked like. But that way it optimizes our time together mm-hmm. so that we can focus on what your main complaints are, what your concerns are, how you are as a person in terms of you know wanting to change, how you'd like to change. Um, we focus on that in the first hour and then the lifestyle changes we talk about too. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about which labs are most appropriate, which again, everyone starts with the adrenal test, mm-hmm. a saliva test. And then we talk about if GI is needed right now, or if we can wait to see what the symptoms do off the first one. Um, but we do that all in the first hour. We order the tests there. And then as we're waiting for results to come back, um, we do a couple of health coaching sessions in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then around four to six weeks after the initial, we have our lab review and our supplement design visit. And is that health coaching session with you? Mm-hmm. So you're doing all of it? Yeah. You are the person. It is me. What is the difference between like your sessions with them as a functional med doctor and your sessions as a health coach? Um, I mean, for me, it's not different because I've always done both. Yeah. And that's always been a part of who I am. 
Because when I mentioned it to um, uh, patients that I was transitioning to functional medicine and explaining what it is and, mm-hmm. you know, what that entails, they're like, oh, you already do that. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, for me, cool it's not like a huge difference. It's just we really talk about, like, what have you been doing the week before? You know, mm-hmm. what are we going to work on this next week? Um, and, of course, I have all their medical history in mind. So if they tell me, like, oh, I've been working on this or if they started taking something like not part of our programming, mm-hmm. I can always, you know, see that as a, as a medical provider to make sure like that's appropriate or inappropriate for them to be doing. Um, so that's the benefit there and having their health coaching sessions with me as a mm-hmm. provider versus just, you know, a health coach otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then it's just like another person that you have to get that information right like I can directly give them a a medical advice answer yeah exactly yeah and you are you get to form that relationship with them which Mm -hmm. is what you love to do right and you already have like in the time span you described you've already met with them at least four times when was the last time you met with your doctor four times in a year yeah alone six weeks and most of the people especially the people that want this kind of healthcare or medicine want a relationship with their doctor, you know, not like, okay, I'll see you in a year. Let's have a fake conversation. And like, I know some really amazing doctors and my favorite part is having a conversation with them. Like I love my OB and I'm like, you might not even know me, but I feel like I know you. Like she's so personable, love my dermatologist. And like, those are the ones that stand out. Right. You know, but then I also know some really amazing doctors that are in practices or clinics where they have so many barriers, right? That they can't have a relationship. Right. And I'm like, just get out. (laughs) Exactly. That leads to burnout. Yeah. (laughs) Because there are a lot of really great doctors and people that go into medicine really wanting to help people. Yeah. And just because of the the way the system is set up, it just it's really taxing on individuals. Yeah. And you're it's like that cognitive dissonance. Yeah. You want to do it this way. Right. You can't. Yeah. So you mentioned before you created FreshMed, you were doing direct primary care. Mm -hmm. Can you explain a little bit about what that is and then also how that works in your current practice? Uh, So it doesn't work in my current practice. Okay. It's totally separate. Okay. (laughs) Um, But direct primary care is a um, uh, model of medicine that's per member per month. You essentially pay a fee to be seen um, by by your healthcare provider. Um, there's usually no copays. It's just everything. All the services are built into that that monthly membership fee, um, and you can be usually be seen um, sometimes unlimited amounts of time, but sometimes a lot more than um, you know you would be in the fee for service world, the regular insurance worlds yeah. where you're paying a copay. Um, you know, you can only have like a certain amount of like acute visits or mm-hmm. chronic visits every three months, or you need to pay for it outside of that time frame. Um, but direct primary care tries to um, serve their population with more time for sure. Mm-hmm. So the practice I was in, we had 60 minute appointments and yeah. um, half an hour appointments for acute or chronic care follow up. Um, so you definitely get more time with your provider. Uh, you can get more than one service in a visit typically. Like mm-hmm. if you come in for um, like a cold, but then you also like got this, I don't know, laceration that you needed to get stitched up. Usually the laceration would take precedence over yeah. it, but no, normally no, you can't have um, more than one like billing code per um, per encounter. 
Hmm. So that means like, oh, come back next week and see me. Like something along those lines. But direct primary care tries to eliminate that and tries to handle everything as much as possible under one roof um, and and try to really take care of the whole person as they are in front of you. And and there's less waiting time. And, you know, we had medications available to our members um, that they didn't have to do co-pays for. They could just take it from the office. Yeah. Um, so it left, you know, another stop out at the pharmacy and off like their list. Middleman. Right. So what do you do differently? So for functional medicine, it's just functional medicine. So with my practice, I do recommend people still maintain a PCP hmm. to get preventative care, to have medication management. Um, I might make suggestions on medications because a lot of times the people I'm seeing, they either want to avoid a medicine mm-hmm. that they're being told they need to go on or they'd like to take away some of the meds that they're they're currently on. Um, so I'll make suggestions to that, but I won't change anything. I won't prescribe refills necessarily mm-hmm. for anything. Um, and otherwise, it's really, you know, the preventative care measures, it's virtual. So it's not like I can do a PAP. Over, no, that'd be hard. You know, a telehealth platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to try it. So Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, regular care like that. And, you know, I don't really see people for the acute issues. Like, yeah. obviously lacerations again it's they're not going to come hey you know, I'm if, if somebody has a cold or you know something or like a uti you know that's not really what my focus is here okay. mine is like preventative in the sense that we're trying to avoid chronic symptoms from setting on mm-hmm. but not preventative screenings yeah so you're not direct primary care correct how does your practice work in terms of payment it's cash based so, so i thought direct care was cash like no. I thought, I thought it was the same thing. So I just learned something new. Yeah. So that's no, more of a not. membership model. Right. Okay. Right. This is like just per hour. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. This is like per session. Um, so the, all the all the payment structure is on my website. Okay. But it's all cash based. What are the benefits of being cash based versus even direct primary care or versus insurance? Uh, so the insurance world is. A nightmare for a majority of people, and it's not something that I've dealt with being in primary direct primary you care. Never even had to. No, we Good really didn't because it was all membership based. So mm-hmm. I didn't have to deal with it personally, and I don't want to deal with it. So I'm not going Feel to. <laughs> um, but I do provide invoices for mm-hmm. my patients so they can submit it to their insurance for reimbursement as you know a, a specialty consulting service. Um, it doesn't guarantee that insurance will reimburse people. But they can use HSA and FSA mm-hmm. with me because um, it's still, you know, a, a medical practice. Um, but it's just, it's a lot easier for me doing everything because I did not think I was going to own my own anything, let alone, mm-hmm. you know, a, a medical office. Um, but my husband was pumped when he heard that I was even considering, considering it. it. He was like, oh, yep, do it. Do yeah, because he's very you. much an entrepreneur. Yes. Let's yes. go into businesses. He's like, absolutely. I, I totally support you. So I would not have gotten anything done um, if Cody hadn't helped me along the way. And yeah. I don't have to pay him yet. So. Hey, yet. <laughs> at least he's not, you know, sent me a bill um, at this point. So it's been super helpful um, yeah. just having him kind of guide me along the way. Just even getting... Um, my business license. I, was yeah, like, I don't like even things. know how you do that. Yeah. So he's done. He's done a lot for me, and I would not be at this point without him. So at what point were you like, oh, I want to create my own practice, and I do want to own my own thing? Um, 
probably as I realized that I, I didn't want to be in um, traditional medicine and traditional practice anymore. Um, I was looking for jobs that were out there and it was really kind of the lack of opportunity I saw for patients to know that this is an option. Um, and there really wasn't any positions that I could just slip on into Mm -hmm. and apply for. Um, so that's, it really came out of need. Like if I want this to happen, I have to make it happen. Like if I want to practice this way, this is the only way I can do it. Right. I feel like that's how a lot of these practices get started. It's like, well, there's not, not another option. I'm not going to settle for anything else. So right. I'm going to go all in. Yep. Right? What's that process being, been like being a business owner, creating it? Um, it was interesting. Yeah. I'm much better <laughs> at being, you know, a student. I thought I was going to be employment like the rest of my career and not to worry about anything like overhead and, yeah. and all that. Um, which fortunately being virtual, there's, there's low It's overhead. just you. It's just so me. Yeah. My, my own, yeah, yeah. My, my own staff. So, um, that's helpful, but it's, it's been a, a learning experience. Uh, yeah. I don't regret it at all. Certainly. I mean, it's been a, a little bit different in terms of like a timeline as far as where I'd like to be at this point, but it's been really, um, a neat experience, like getting to know myself a lot better mm-hmm. too. Um, uh, just what I'm capable of. Yeah, never, like you never considered doing this before. No. Yeah, so it was almost like you're, it allowed a lot of growth for you, right. Too, right? Right. What do you feel like drew you to functional medicine? Because it seems like you were already kind of practicing with those philosophies. Where do you feel like that experience or like that background knowledge came from? Um, I don't, I really don't know. I mean, I guess like every step along the way when I was growing up, like I had, um, my, my health teacher in middle, in middle school moved across the street from my parents. Um, and he always said everything in moderation. There you go. And I applied that to a lot of different areas in my life. And my mm-hmm. lacrosse coach in college always said everything in moderation. And so that's kind of how I've like lived my life. My parents have always taught us too, that like, we've always been active, you know, mm-hmm. we've always really tried to, um, have, decent meals like my mom she told she told us she's like we would go past mcdonald's on the way home from vacation and we'd always ask to stop there because we knew we didn't have any food at the house and she told me at one point she's like no i wasn't gonna stop there every time because well i didn't want you to get fat and this is like you know in the 90s yeah and mcdonald's was huge and at the time i was pissed you know being an eight-year-old i'm like come on like give me some nuggets let's just be done with this (laughs) um but now I appreciate her doing We did mm-hmm. stop there occasionally, but it wasn't all the time. It wasn't you know, we had our meals at home, and that was really big. I mean, that was really good for family time, too. And um, since we were so active, like, we needed to get, like, you know, decent nutrition More than in. just nuggets. Right. More than fake chicken. Right. Yeah. So, you know, my parents and just the way we grew up was um, a pretty moderate lifestyle. And I know not a lot of people are, are blessed to have that experience, but um, just how I kind of became an adult was always, you know, focused on health. Um, mm-hmm. and I just really wanted to stay in that, that arena. Yeah. I like everything in moderation cause it's, we live in such a like swing the pendulum all or nothing society to be comfortable in the gray and in the middle, I think is where like a lot of magic happens because right. like everyone jokes about every answer in PT school is it depends on the patient. Right, because it yeah. does. It always depends it on the does. person in front of you, and that's not a sexy 
absolute everyone should be doing this or this is bad for you or this is good for you. So it right. almost makes marketing kind of hard. Right. Because you're like, oh, it depends on the patient. Let's talk <laughs> yeah, about like, all the nuances. <laughs> and then you have like a 30-minute IGTV. Right? right. Right. But it's cool to see that just the way – you practice in functional medicine is like, you know, were you vaginal or were you cesarean? It takes it all the way back. Right. Your experiences all the way back led you to be doing what you're doing now. Yeah. It just goes to show like how much our experiences form our like personal biases and our, and our lifestyle habits. Right. Because if you take the opposite of that, like let's say that you have someone who's only eat McDonald's. Like this is what they grew up doing. They right. weren't active. They didn't, they weren't privileged. Like they didn't have these things. They're probably dealing with different things than you deal with. Right. Be- and you have to look at like, what has their body been experiencing for the past 30 years, not just for the past few weeks right. to really understand that person as a whole and, and what they need. So with fresh med, You've opened in August, yep. right? What is your vision for the next year? And then I also want like a five-year vision. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you I don't even know if I've like thought out All that All right, far. well, now it's time, <laughs> You're on the spot. Uh, so I guess in a year, there's a lot of things in the works. Um, I, I'd love it if, you know, functional medicine became a little bit more... Um, of a household name and people were mm-hmm. more familiar with it to not be like, oh, functional medicine, that sounds cool. What is it? And mm-hmm. that's what I get a lot when I tell people what it is that I do, um, which is great. I'm happy to answer that question. But I hope that functional medicine in, in our area specifically and, and hopefully beyond it becomes a little bit more of the norm. Um, and I obviously want to be kind of leading that, yeah. um, doing market research. I didn't find that there is a whole lot to um, easily find uh, out there, mm-hmm. and I'd like it to be a lot easier for patients to find. If I if I struggled, you know, going into this field and being in this field to find opportunities oh, yeah. for patients to get this type of care, then I know other people are. And you were looking for it, right? Yeah, yeah. I was actively searching for it, and I know other people are too. That's the thing. So that's why I want it to be a lot more easier to find for people. Um, more access to it. Um, I'm trying to build up my network of mm-hmm. colleagues that I can refer if it's something outside of my immediate wheelhouse, um, just so people can get the kind of care that they want to participate in mm-hmm. and that is different from our conventional medicine ways. And then, you know, in five years, it would be great to um, be doing this full time. I'm not doing it full time yet, but um, to only be focused on fresh med and just, mm-hmm. um, maybe add, you know, another couple of practitioners, maybe have a brick and mortar in five yeah. years, but, you know, based on, um, things now, I don't know if that's necessary. Yeah. So no, COVID changed everything. Yeah. It is always interesting. I swear like every person I have on the podcast changed or, or did something because of the pandemic. Right. Like, because we had all this time, it was it was almost like, I don't want to say near-death experience, but it was like one of those things that kind of jolted people For enough. For people, like, it would have been. Yeah, to, to look at your life and reflect and is this what I want to be doing? And, like, you had time on your hands so that you could take these courses. And, right. like, if COVID wouldn't have happened, like, we might not be sitting here right. today talking about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. The butterfly effect, man. Yeah. It's crazy. So how would you, so that we can start kind of, like, saying this, if someone says, what is functional medicine? How can we start to explain it better? What do we say? Um, it's a whole body systems approach 
to find the root cause of your symptoms and repair your dysfunctional physiology using lifestyle and supplements. Sounds great. What you're going to find, I think, is that, like you said, people are looking for this. I think people look for this and they don't know what to call it or they don't know what they're looking for, but they're going to find it and be like, this is what I wanted all along. I just didn't know what to call it. Because this is what you think you're getting, I think, when you go to a doctor. Maybe it's primary care. Maybe it's direct primary care. Maybe it's family. But, like, I think this is what a lot of people want. A lot of people in the fitness industry, a lot of people that work out, like, this is what they kind of expect for them to finally be like, oh, I know exactly where to go and find it. Yep. And you being, like, the pioneer of it kind of in in this town is cool because I'm sure there's so many people that know they need to be doing something different, but they mm-hmm. don't know how, and you can right. kind of hold their hand and, and bring them along and, right. like, start the movement for sure. Yeah. So I want to know a couple things about you. What does your life look like in terms of exercise? What do you like to do the most? Uh, well, So I love exercise. Um, I've been active my whole life, and uh, I just actually posted on my personal page a picture of, uh, like, our kid working out or almost three-year-old working yeah. out but um I love it so I um it's where I do a lot of my stress reduction and yeah. like meditate I like to work out by myself most of the time but um I run not every day but I like to run um and basically lift I of mm-hmm. course do my husband's classes t- from time to time mm-hmm. at Grip Box right. um <laughs> which I'm still really sore from Sunday we had <laughs> boxing and bruise and it was like my legs I'm gonna get up from this and like be walking funny great um, we'll help you. but like that's super fun. Um, but yeah, mostly running and lifting. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm pretty happy doing those things. Do you have a home gym? Yeah. Oh, that's nice too. Yeah. Thank you. Pandemic. Right. Another thing. Yes. What is, you already kind of said like your, your favorite form of stress relief, but what does meditation look like for you? How's that going? Uh, so for me, it's by way of stretching and I guess, um, I'm trying to do the more traditional meditation too. And like during my, my bedtime routine, mm-hmm. I put some lavender on my pillow. I take a couple of deep breaths. I, I don't know what the, is it the dead body pose? I have no idea, but I'm laying in my bed. Shavasana? Sure. I do that one, you know, and take a, a few deep the breaths the at mommy. the time. Yeah. I try to just kind of clear my mind, focus on the fan that's on in my room. There you go. Um, and that's it. I try to do that for a couple of minutes, but my mind is like always racing. So yeah, you're a business owner now. <laughs> I'm like trying to like, to you know, just have things kind of chill out, quiet down, mm-hmm. read a book yeah. before I go to bed. You have a book club, right? We do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we about that. One of my girlfriends just named it the uh, the badass book club, which yes. uh, I mean, it's just funny. Um, but it's uh, friends from residency mm-hmm. um, and other other doctors that have joined along the way, and it's just our opportunity. Like every I don't know six to eight weeks, we try to get together and yeah, just no kids, no other family. Okay, so it's just not us. once a week because I was like, that oh would be no, a lot. no, no, okay, no. Most of the time, you know, two months is not enough time for some of our members yeah. to read the book. Like I didn't read it, but I'm coming. We're like, okay, I mean, we, that wasn't a prerequisite. You didn't have to have to read the book it was just an excuse for us to be like no no I have a book club I'm going to book club leave me alone what book are you currently reading the house on the cerulean sea by tj clune okay it's um magic it's magic (laughs) got it and then what is your nutrition like um, so, uh, everything in moderation. There you go. Um, but I get meals from Project Lead Nation. 
So Joy over in Mount Pleasant. Mm-hmm. I have to go there after this. Perfect. Get a shake. Um, have you had the, a shake. I haven't had those yet. Have you had the fat? I don't know what they call them. I call them the fat balls. Like, oh, yeah. They the energy balls. They are so good. Yeah. They're, wow. Yeah. There's like M&M's in them. I was like, this is amazing. Or Reese, Reese's Pieces oh, or okay. Reese's, whichever pronunciation yeah. you like. But we get those. Um, nice. And then I also, like, we, we went vegan for a while. It didn't last, but... <laughs> Um, yeah. we, I got used to making a vegan chili, so I'll still oh, okay. make that. I mm-hmm. made like a, um, a coconut curry, um, that was also vegan. So I'll still make that and freeze mm-hmm. it and do freezer meals. And then some nights we get pizza still. There you go. Balance. You know, we go out to eat still. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not all rainbows and sunshine every day that we eat. So yeah. I think people think, again, you have to be all or nothing, right? Yeah. What is something with your... Uh, I am gluten-free. Oh, I try go. to be as much as possible. Oh, there, there it is right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you have to be? No. Okay. No. It's a choice. It's kind of a... But it's a better choice. I was going to say, like, <laughs> for you to not have to be and you're making yeah. the choice might be a sign, like, for all of us. Yeah. No, so, yes, it's it's good. definitely a choice. What is something, whether it's lifestyle related, whether it's mental health, physical health, what's something that you struggle with? Um, I would probably say stress reduction. Yeah. And just, I've gotten better at it. Also, since I'm doing my own um, supplement protocols, like it's easier <laughs> because, I, like, my anxiety levels aren't as high as they once were, and like, yeah. just everything would just make me anxious and stressed out. And you know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and then just be like laying there, and that still happens from time to time. But it's gotten so much better um, since I started doing like my own protocol after my labs and stuff. But oh. um, the the stress reduction side of it. Yeah. I feel like it's huge. Yeah, just like you said, everyone's dealing with that now, yeah. right? Where can our followers find you and give me like all your social medias and all that? Uh, so on Instagram, it's FreshMedSC. And on Facebook, I have a um, FreshMed page. It's FreshMed space, like no dash mm-hmm. or anything, SC. Um, LinkedIn, there's a, a FreshMed page. And otherwise, know. people can email me, mm-hmm. um, info at FreshMedSC.com if they have any immediate questions and I'm offering a free 15 minute consult oh. that you can book through my website. So cool. there's a link that says book your free 15 minute consult mm-hmm. and you just go online, book, find 15 minutes that you want to talk to me and say, mm-hmm. this is what I'm dealing with. Like, can you help me with it or yeah. finding out more? Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Last question. Give me one thing that most people don't know about you. Oh, that's a you tough have one. to have a fun fact. Come on. You got to be prepared now. No. I, oh, God. So, like, I used to be in a bluegrass band. Oh, that's really neat. I'm sure you have something like that. I was in an acapella group in med school. That's so cool. Where did you go? To, so, where was it? It's called SUNY Upstate College of Medicine. What was the acapella group called? Oh, I don't, I don't even think we had a name. The only We reason, did. I can't remember it. Did you go to competitions? No, no. This okay. is like we just did fun stuff on campus. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, yeah. you've seen Pitch Perfect. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I hate going, I hate performing in front of people. I loved going to rehearsal, though. Huh. Okay. That was, so you like to sing? Yeah. Are you a soprano or an alto? Now I'm an alto. I think, like, when I was in middle middle school, it was, you know, I was a soprano. soprano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now it's definitely an alto, and I would always get told, like, hey, altos, quiet down. I'm like, it's just me. It's uh, just the one. My friend Chaz was our director. I'm like, you can just say, Cece, quiet down. Chaz. Don't say altos. We, we need you to 
It was just you. Was <laughs> like, funny. it's just me, Jess. Come on. So that, the what the movie was based off of is actually a real competition. The only reason I know that is because my brother was in an acapella group in college. Oh, wow. And, like, went to, I don't know if they call it Worlds or, like, what do they call it? But oh, yeah. um, it's exactly, I mean, I don't want to say exactly, but when you go to those competitions, like, it's just, like, how they oh, that's portray awesome. it. It's so cool. I'm like, the beatboxing. That would yeah. always, like, blow my mind. So, you heard it here first. Cece was in an acapella group. Yep. So, thank you so much, Cece. This thank has been you. awesome. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find Dr. Cece Carter at freshmedsc.com and on Instagram, freshmedsc. Give her a shout out. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram, find us at Healthy Charleston, leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.